Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Hello and welcome to Film Companion. You've tuned in to an exciting new interview podcast with Anupama Chopra. To catch more of what we do, visit us on www.filmcompanion.in. I feel like I've experienced the worst already in some ways, you know. Um, so having been through that and, and you know, coming out of it, um, everything else seems like you feel like you're prepared for anything that's, that life throws at you. I think, first of all, people need to stop thinking of actors as dumb people. Hi, Deepika. Hi. I know, I know that you're cleaning stuff. I know you're labeling stuff, including your husband. So I am not going to ask you what you're doing. But I do want to ask, have you discovered anything new about yourself during this downtime? Do you think anything fundamental will change? Um, For myself, personally, I don't think so. in, I mean, in a way that I don't, I, I feel like, I mean, without trying to sound like I'm blowing my own trumpet, I feel like post mental illness, I feel like I was on this journey or on this path already of understanding life beyond materialism. Um, I'm just wanting to grow and evolve as a person what my thoughts and beliefs are, standing by that. So I feel like in that sense, I feel like that journey for me already like began in 2014. Um, and so I'm not really finding this, this period difficult at all. Um, in fact, I think it, there's a lot of introspection, there's a lot of uh, self-realization that I am actually really enjoying this. I, I seem to be at peace with whatever is is coming our way. Um, you know, I wasn't on a, on a back foot when this sort of lockdown was announced. Uh, I didn't go into a frenzy about, oh my God, what are we going to do? Um, how am I going to be, you know, locked up inside my home for like three weeks? I don't think any of those things, I think in the way that I received it, I was quite, um, I was quite happy with the way I received this information and in the way that I reacted. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, so I feel like that journey for me already began. So, so to what I, I feel like what we're going through right now is not something that I'm um, personally, I mean, you know, I, I don't mean it in any other way um, in terms of what is going on within our country and, and globally and in the way that it's impacting people's lives. Um, but for me personally, but yes, I mean, unexpectedly, will I learn something from it? I hope so. I mean, I hope, um, I think that's my realization. I think my realization is that 
I, I, I was quite impressed with how I dealt with this whole situation. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you see what you're made of in a sense, right? Because otherwise there's so many distractions all the time. Yes. Uh, yes, and I do know a lot of people who are finding it difficult to spend time. I mean, of course, there's me and my husband. It's not like I'm alone in the house, but, um, you know, a lot of time, a lot of it, even though you have a companion, a lot of it is also having to live within your own mind. You know, it's like you also can't be dependent on each other 24-7. You also have to give space to the other person. You also have to live on your own, in your own head for some time. You need to give the other person space. So, um, I feel like that's, that's happening pretty easily, um, you know, and um, there's a lot of peace. There's a lot of calm. There's no anxiety. There's no um, fear of, of what next. Because I think in, in my world, uh, in my world, I feel like I've experienced the worst already in some ways, you know. Um, so having been through that and, and you know, coming out of it, um, everything else seems like you feel like you're prepared for anything that's, that life throws at you. Yeah. You know, um, I was reading uh, an article in Vanity Fair magazine and, and it talked about, uh, the caption was, um, perhaps a global pandemic is a time for celebrities to stay quiet. And it said mm -hmm. that COVID content, which is what the writer called it, it said COVID content, um, you know, is it, it just rings as false and distasteful and unaware of the seriousness of the stakes. What, what is your response to that? I mean, I think it means different things to different people. Um, and I think you've got to separate. I think, first of all, people need to stop thinking of actors as dumb people. You know, there's this thing that, oh, it's all about, you know, vanity and um, this sort of life. And uh, I'd say majority of us are pretty smart, pretty intelligent. And I think we, we, we kind of, are, we know what is happening. We know, uh, you know, we understand the serious, seriousness of the situation. But I think, you know, like in the movies, there's always several ways of, of saying the same thing. You know, you can say it in a comic way. You can say it in, in a direct serious way. You can say it in a roundabout way. I think different people have different ways of receiving information, expressing themselves. Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot of people who feel like, yes, we've got the message. We understand the seriousness of it. Um, we are doing everything in our own, you know, within our capacity to, to stay indoors, uh, to be careful with, uh, you know, social distancing, um, uh, being responsible towards our nation in terms of what we can give back to the have-nots. Um, beyond that, I mean, what else are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to, I mean, I don't know. Um, you know, and I think as long as you, I think every, I think everyone who's, who understands empathy, you know, I, I think most of us do. I think most of us are, 
um, you know, I think we all feel empathy. And then as long as you have that core, um, that core grain or that core ingredient, it doesn't matter whether I put up a post of whatever it might be. So I'm not really sure what this whole conversation is about, to be honest, but I feel like different people have different ways of, of dealing with it. You know, there's a whole lot of people who don't want to know, you know, I, I, it also creates a lot of anxiety for a lot of people, constant information about uh, the, the pandemic and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And please understand that there are people who live with mental illness on a daily basis and, and it could cause, you know, further anxiety. So, you know, they're probably looking for, for content that kind of helps them get their mind off everything that's going around in the world. So, you know, like I said, I think different people receive things differently, different people react to things differently. And I think as long as you're authentic to who you are in this process, um, I, I feel like that's the only way to go about this. You know, uh, I was talking to Kabir Khan and, and he was saying, of course, there are much, much bigger things at play now. Uh, but when they postponed 83. He said when we had to, you know, put it out, when we knew there was no option. Uh, he said it was really disappointing because we love the film so much and everybody's so excited about it. And, you know, you were on a certain momentum. You're heading to the finish line. And he said it was just like hitting a wall. Um, how did you and Ranveer deal with it? It's a big one, this movie. Uh, to be honest, I saw it coming a couple of weeks before that decision was already made. I feel like you kind of knew that this is where, you know, even though the actual announcement of it happened slightly later on, but you kind of felt like, yeah, I think this is where we're headed. And um, I don't think you're, I mean, at a personal level, I don't think I was thinking about that at all. Uh, you know, I think there were other decisions to be made, like, will my parents be okay? Do I need to bring them here? Should we be going there? Do we do this lockdown together as a family? Um, there were all, you know, like those kind of thoughts and, you know, making sure that quickly everything around us was, you know, as, as okay as it can be and, and taking care of our loved ones. And uh, so I think it was more about, you know, survival and, you know, rushing to stock up and, you know, there were all of like sort of those kind of things going on in my head. And I, I don't really think uh, professionally there was any uh, concern, really. I think we had slightly larger concerns. And sure, I mean, it's not like 83 is the only movie that gets affected. I think every single film, you know, so then you feel like, yeah, it's okay. I mean, we're all in this together, you know, yeah. whether it's production getting delayed, whether it's films taking a beating, whether it's, you know, releases getting pushed, we're all in this together. So we'll all also have to deal with it together when we come out of it. Yeah. Um, tell me, Deepika, I felt like you really went out on a limb with Chapak as, as an actor, as a producer, you know, we talked about um, how hard it was, how challenging it was for you to do this role. And you were really good in the film. I mean, at no point did I think you were not the character, um, which, which is an amazing accomplishment. Uh, did it break your heart when it didn't perform at the box office? 
No, Anu, because I, I, I think we, Meghna and I, I think always knew that it was a challenging one in many ways. It was not your sort of served on a platter, uh, easy to digest kind of film. I think we knew that right from the start and I think we were ready for, for that challenge right from the beginning. Um, and I always say this, for Meghna and I, the, the measurement of success of this film is not the box office. It is 10 years down the line when you see girls like Lakshmi in the mainstream, in offices, um, uh, you know, in industries, in, you know, in, in the world, in the world that we live in, um, that will be the true success of Chapak. Um, it is not what you see in the box office. I, I, I genuinely believe that the success of Chapak is, is five, ten years down the line. And I know at that point, we will all know that Chapak had a small role to play in that movement. Did you, what did you learn from the experience? So much. Um, and, and, you know, is it like professional? Is it personal? I think I felt like, like I learned at every level. Um, as a producer, what do I believe in? What do I stand for? What are the kind of films that we want to make? Um, as an actor, I think I was true to where I am in my life and, and wanting to push the needle. Um, at, you know, at so many levels, understanding the life of an acid attack survivor that, you know, you, you just sort of read about stories like this, but then when you actually live uh, the life of an acid attack survivor, um, the highs and the lows of that life, um, you know, if, if you don't come out of a character and of a film having evolved as a person and having learned something, then, you know, you, you're not doing something right. But did it toughen you up, Deepika? Do you feel like you can take on more now? <laughs> um, yeah. Anna? Yeah, I mean, in, in, in what way? Yes, of course. Of course. And I think I've always been open to that challenge. I don't feel like, um, in fact, I spin it on its head and say, I think I've always been ready for that challenge. And that's why when Chapak came to me, I was like, yes, yes, of course, you know, I will do this and we will do whatever it takes to, to make this movie. Um, so yeah, um, I, I feel like I've always been ready. I've always been up for challenges. Okay. And we know about Shakun's film, but is there anything else that you're considering have signed or in it's brewing as we speak? Yes, yes. Um, nothing that I can speak of, but yes, there's certainly stuff that's, you know, that I'm exploring, uh, scripts that I'm reading, um, you know, meetings that were set up before this happened. Um, so definitely, but I mean, of course, things are going to change now. Dates, you know, I think everybody's date situation is going to sort of um, play out differently in the way that we thought about it maybe a month ago. Uh, so it'll be, you know, we'll all have to deal with it when this kind of pans out. But of course, I mean, there is most definitely stuff that I'm looking at apart from Shakun's uh, film. There's the intern that's... Um, you announced that, yeah. Yes, uh, you know, and we know who the director is also, but we'll make that announcement. This is not the time to be talking about those things. We'll make that announcement when, uh, you know, when we get out of this. 
Uh, tell me, did you find the love story that you so badly wanted when we spoke in Cannes last year? Uh, no. <clears throat> I, believe that. Yeah. I can't believe Deepika Padukone cannot find a great love story. Yeah. But I feel like Intern is the, is the film in that space. I'm not, yeah. not a love story, but it is that really sweet, um, you know, just that ye jawani-ish, piku-ish, uh, like these genres in my head. But, but uh, you know, that sort of sweet feel good, like it has a sweet, simple message. Um, you know, it makes you feel good, but it also makes you think a little bit. Uh, maybe just you know half a tear, you know it's 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 in that space. I feel I like love, I love the precision of that half a tear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you announced that that you both you and Ranbir uh, posted on your social media handles that you've donated to the PM Cares Fund. Uh, but this is also a very, very challenging time in terms of mental health, which is a cause very close to your heart. Uh, is the foundation going to be working alongside, you know, for the pandemic in any way? Yes, we have. In fact, we, we've been very actively creating awareness about what one can do in this situation for people who, you know, who, who live with mental illness. Um, and that's sort of actually the, um, the next conversation uh, for uh, for Ranveer and me to really focus on on mental health, and I think that's really important. I feel like it's one of those things that has been um, underrepresented, not not uh, enough focus on mental health in a crisis like this. Um, and so it's great that I think everyone's donating to food and. Um, you know, uh, the medical fraternity and masks and um, various, various, uh, you know, things. And that's great. Um, but there's also mental illness that's so important uh, that hasn't been highlighted enough, that hasn't been spoken about enough. And um, dealing with it in itself is, uh, is an uphill task. And then to go through something like this makes it even harder. Um, and so you'd probably see me in the next couple of days and weeks actually speaking more about mental health um, in this time. Because like you said, the, the film industry is all going, we're all going through this together. And, and, yeah. and you know, everybody will come together and figure out the way forward when, when hopefully this shall pass soon. Um, Tell me, what is your biggest concern? Because entertainment globally has been hit so badly. Uh, it's the first time in the history of cinema that the box office is zero. It's never happened before. Um, as a producer, as an artist, what is your biggest concern with this? Um, to be honest, I know I feel like there's there's no metric for this. There's no sort of any kind of data or information that you can rely on because I feel like what we're going through has never happened. Exactly. So so there's no way of saying when we come out of this, this is how it will pan out because we, we've never been, and not just for the film industry, in every single industry, I don't think any, I don't think we, in our generation at least, 
in our parents' generation, in fact, Ranveer's grandfather, who's 90 or 90 plus, in he, he has never experienced something like this. He's fought wars. He's, you know, he's been a part of the partition and he's been a part of so much, but he still says this is unprecedented. He's never experienced something like this. So there's nothing to sort of fall back on or lean, lean on and say, okay, we feel like this is what it will open up to be. And, you know, this is how we can kind of measure and, and, and then course correct. Um, I, I just guess the millions and millions of rupees that, that are potentially lost, you know, and Anyway, I feel like the filmmaking business is not really a lucrative business in that sense. Most people do it because they're just passionate about telling stories. Um, and in recent times, there is a perception of the, the millions and the trillions and, you know, uh, the hundred crore of films, but that's all perception. Uh, how much a producer actually makes, I think that I've in, in that sense, like cash in hand, I feel like there are very, very few successful producers who actually eventually make enough money on a film. Yeah. So to have to deal with that anyway, and then to kind of go through what we're going through, I don't know, honestly, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, there are so many fears. The you know, I, I'm 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 trying to think about it as we speak. Um, but I'd be interesting. I'd be interested to know your thoughts on this, and if you've heard anything or or how you feel this would pan out. Well, you know, like you said, Deepika, there's there is no there is no precedent for this. We've never seen this situation before. Um, you know, they're looking at maybe theaters opening in. June or July or even later, you know, Hollywood is now uh, clocking dates in September. Um, but even then, are people going to feel safe to come out? And and what happens, I wonder, to the smaller film, you know, to those mid-budget movies, if people only come out for the tent poles, does this divide between, you know, the mid-level film and the big film become even more? What happens to all the, uh, all the smaller theaters, you know, the smaller theater chains, you know, what does this do to our viewing habits? I, it's, um, I don't know. It's, it, I, I love the theatrical experience so much that it's frightening to contemplate. Right, right. And, you know, there's this conversation now about some films going only digital and yeah. will not have a theatrical release. And uh, these are unprecedented times and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think anyone knows. <laughs> but, but tell me, Devika, what do you think is the role of art at a time like this? Well, I think it's, for one, I think it's great for people with mental illness. Um, so whether it's watching certain kinds of movies or whether it's music, I think music is therapy for a lot of people. Cooking. Uh, stitching, coloring, you know, I think all of those things, um, you know, so for one, it's, you may not even realize it, but it definitely has a positive impact on, on your mental health. Uh, but at the same time, what are, what are people in the arts doing at this point? I don't know. I think some people are just, you know, uh, 
working out, some people are cooking, someone's cleaning, um, and, and some people are doing it out of no choice because you don't have help like you probably would uh, under normal circumstances. And then some people are doing it because it's just fun and you don't get to do it otherwise. And um, yeah. But, but, but you're, you're finding yourself at, at peace and sort of using this time very productively, which is, which is the name of your Instagram series, How to Be Productive. I think so. I mean, to be honest, I'm always, I've always been that person. I don't get, I'm not a, like, oh my, I've, I don't think you'll ever hear me say I'm so bored. Yeah. Uh, I'm never bored. I'm always thinking of things to do, whether it's in the kitchen, whether it's in the house, whether it's on my phone, um, you know, whether it's watching something, uh, there's always things that I think of in my head of things that I can do from the smallest thing to the biggest thing, you know, I'm always thinking of what I can do. So I'm not someone who's ever said, you know, in fact, my mother's always said, like, can you just sit, Ranbir keeps saying it. He's like, can you, can you sit in one place? Can you, can you not like have to do something all the time? And I don't know because I'm always up to something. I'm always doing something. My mind is always engaged and occupied. He calls it phat phat. He's like, yeah, she, and then he complains on the family group. She's like, he's like, and I sprained my back uh, two, two days ago when I was cleaning. Um, so I sprained my back and then I was bored. So he made sure before he went down to the gym, he said, you know, you're not moving from here. You've sprained your back. And he made a surprise visit in 20 minutes. And I was not in my bed. I was actually up on a shelf trying to clean something. And he got really wild. He's like, can you not do this patpat all the time? Can you just sit in one place? You've injured your back. So I find it really difficult to just sit in one place and, and not do anything. I know. I know. I, I, my husband calls me Gileri. You know Gileri? <laughs> See? It's the same. So I think the only time I really sit down is dinner time when we're having dinner and we actually are watching either a TV series or watching a movie, that's probably the only time at the end of the day I'm like, ha, huh, okay, now I can sit and, and eat and watch something. Listen, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. And, and I'm not complaining. I'm not, I, yeah, I'm not complaining. <laughs> and it's given me time to reconnect with my home. I mean, uh, yeah. not that I'm not aware of, uh, of uh, this, but I think the last couple of years was just so busy and you're out all the time and, you know, so whether it's things, I know people make fun of like, oh, she's labeling her groceries or whatever, but it actually, you know, I went into the kitchen yesterday and I cooked up an entire Thai meal and it was easy for me because I knew exactly what was where, I knew where the dishes were. Um, and I, that's where I started off from. Uh, you know, a lot of people feel like this is the life like I've always lived, um, but I've worked to get to where I am. I started off uh, moving to, to Bombay. I lived in a rented apartment. I lived alone. Uh, there were days when I'd come back from work and, you know, you didn't have this home delivery as easy as it is today. There were days when I would like order in food. Uh, I mean, I had to order in every meal because I didn't know how to cook. Um, I'd come back late at night and, you know, eat cold food because I was exhausted from work. I'd literally just take it out of the fridge, eat whatever half an idli that was left from the morning, clean my house, gone to work, come back, done the lot. I've done all of that. So um, this is easy for me. This is really easy for me. And I enjoy it. You know, I, I enjoy being around the house and doing stuff. 
listen, keep enjoying. I just hope this doesn't last too long and, and we get to enjoy uh, more to see you on screen rather than on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Deepika, thank you so much. It's always such thank a... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stay safe. <laughs> If you like what you just tuned into, then subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher and Radio Public. You can now also follow Film Companion on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.